Come over to our crib and we'll play a little FPS. Welcome to Channel Massive. We're gonna take off all your clothes, girl. This is episode 139 of Channel Massive. Congratulations. Yes, congratulations on your download. We would appreciate a positive (laughs) iTunes review. (laughs) You have two hosts, Mark. Hello. And Noah. Hello. Also here. Yes, that's all you're getting now. You're getting the core. In the core, the team, the duo. Yes. Now, when we recorded duo episodes in the past, we've talked a lot. And fallen asleep. (laughs) <laughs> Hopefully not spawning or spurring our listeners Usually to fall in, in fetal positions. Uh, this time we hope to achieve something greater. Yes, take it to the next level. So we will talk a little, we will stay conscious, and we will persevere. Yes. But we have some really good subject matter for this evening's podcast. That we Noah do. put together today. I, I did. was shocked. Like, not that normally you don't. Mark usually expects very little of Noah. <laughs> yeah. Normally I just expect him to kind of show up, get drunk, maybe piss on the couch. <laughs> on but the this chair. time was better. <laughs> A lot better. So follow my example, Mark. I will. I will. Bring your will A game for this couch. episode. <laughs> <laughs> I will make it to the restroom this time. I will. <laughs> That's a bad visual. That okay. is bad. <laughs> We're going to tell you what we've been playing. Just the two of us. Who we've been playing it with? No, wait, yeah. no. We have mail. Yes, we do. Woo-hoo. Which is really freaking exciting because it's yeah. been a long time since it has been. Happened. And they have a whole bunch of little bite-sized pieces of thing. We're thing pieces of news we're going to go soar through. Yes. Let's soar. We will soar like an eagle. Yes. I was going to say something earlier, but I forgot, because, like, Mark's flying. I am soaring like an eagle. <laughs> yeah. If you have any feedback <laughs> on the show, go, go, or on the, sh- the show in general, if you have any special requests, send them to mail. M-A-I-L. At channelmassive.com. With love. Yeah, because that's where our last piece of mail came from, and we're feeling good about it now. Yep. We, we think like so. Send it with love, adoration, whatever you have. Yes. Hate, malice. A locket of your hair. Uh, yes. Actually, that would be really cool. Send some part of your anatomy. That would be awesome. <laughs> Up next, what we're playing. Someone to hold me tight. That would be very nice. Someone to love me This right. episode of Channel Massive is sponsored by UGT Servers. When you order Ventrilo hosting from UGT, you get all of the powerful administration features hardcore gamers want and the ease of use that newbie gamers need. With 24-hour tech support, 13 locations worldwide, and a 15-day money-back guarantee, you'd be crazy not to check them out. Head to UGT-Servers.com for all of your Ventrilo hosting needs. You may be right. I may be crazy. Noah. 
what have you been playing? Well, comrade Mark. Oh, listeners, the unsubscribing by droves before you can even hit the five-minute mark. We wanted to set your expectations. Instead of like losing all of our listeners by not making episodes, we want to lose our listeners Bye. by just dragging the quality all the way to they the bottom. They were prolific yes. right before the end. <laughs> so my good friend Chris, who I used to play video games with every week, and then his schedule changed in the last year and a half, two years, and I'm, last time I saw him was six months ago. Well, he, he was like a goat milker in Tibet, right? Yeah. So that that made it hard. Yeah, it did. He, it was lots of travel. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> he came over for the first time in six months last night, and I we, we did this epic rapid-fire tour through so many games that I've gotten since I've seen him in just six months. Oh, wow. <laughs> but there were so many cool games to play, and even games that came out before that that we never got a chance to play. So we played on Wii. We played, uh, let's see, Muramasa. And I just really remember Muramasa because it's really good. We played Muscle March because it's so hilariously tacky and crazy. And we played Tournament of... Tournament of, Legends. Tournament of Legends. Tournament of Legends. We also played Tatsunoko versus Capcom, oh, which is really, really cool. And we might have played something else. I can't recall. And then in the 360, we played Chime and Trials HD and Split Second and a little bit of Final Fantasy 13 and maybe something else. I, I'm not sure. So a lot of stuff. It was really fun. And I, uh, I've gotten. I was sent this miniature Wii remote made by this company called Power A. It's thirty-five percent smaller than a regular Wii remote, so oh. it's about an inch shorter, but it's also about twenty-five percent thinner. So, and it's got a nice textured feel to it. And all the buttons light up. The A button lights up. The one, the two, the home button. They all light up with the blue LEDs. But it's small, so you can conceal it. <laughs> yes, that's true, just like a shank. <laughs> and it also comes with a, 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 its own nunchuck, and even the base of the nunchuck joystick lights up with blue. Oh, wow. And it was really cool. So I was trying the original Super Mario Galaxy with that, and that was really fun. And then I got Metroid Other M on Tuesday. Oh, that's cool. Which I, I was a perfect game to try out because I've been wanting to play a game where you hold the remote sideways so that I could further test this controller and... This new Metroid game is played classic NES style with a sideways remote. Oh, cool. Uh, so it's like a platformer, except it's 2.5D so that the camera's constantly turning yeah. and angling. But then if you stop and then you switch the remote and you point at the screen, then it goes into first-person mode. You can't move when you're in first-person mode, but you can freely look around, and that's the only way that you can fire missiles is Samus. Uh, so I tried that, and I found my hands started to get kind of cramped up. but um, Because you have... Man hands. I do. Yeah. Exactly. It would be sad if you had like tiny little <laughs> toddler <know>. hands. <laughs> yeah, toddler hands. <laughs> That'd be really creepy, especially be, someone as tall as me. It'd be like that commercial where that guy like goes to catch the football and he has a little baby. Oh hand. yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> and then perhaps more relevant to this show, uh, I will just make a side comment. I did not apply for the World of Warcraft Cataclysm beta, but I have a friend who did and who has been in it for the last week and a half, and. I, are you supposed to talk about it now? I can't tell. I don't know. I don't know about non-disclosure. Did, does your friend like it or not? He doesn't. He doesn't like it? No. He has 
and he's a pretty hardcore player. He has like 140 pets and like several level 80s. Um, and he just does not like how simplified everything is, that there's no depth to the spells. There's not different ways that you can go through a tree, I guess, to upgrade them. I don't know WoW very much. So Oh, yeah, they were going to change some stuff. but So a lot of things have been streamlined, and he says mm-hmm. the new starting areas don't have really interesting lore. Really? Uh, the Worgen, he was frustrated because he'd gotten to level 6 with the Worgen, and he still wasn't a Worgen. He couldn't turn into a wolf yet. And he what? was in this weird instanced area. He was in a mm-hmm. town that was being attacked by Worgens, so a human settlement. Uh, but overall, he, he then he finally made a goblin, and he doesn't like that either. He's pretty disappointed with it. He's not, you know, a Sony employee, is he? No, he's not. He's really into it. He just he just sent me a text message today saying that he purchased a ticket to BlizzCon just so he could get the metal Murloc pet. Jesus. I'm like, that's one expensive pet. That is one expensive pet. He's like, it's worth it. Like, no, no pet's worth it. Not $300. Yeah. So he's a hardcore <laughs> World of Warcraft fan, uh, I don't get that, but um, so I know some of our listeners do, and hopefully he is just an isolated instant. Because even as someone who doesn't play Warcraft myself, I had I was kind of excited to see what everybody thought about this game because it's it's a reinvention of everything. Well, you know, there was a lot of people that were dedicated WoW players loved it, and when the Burning Crusade came out, they were like, it ruined everything, and. Then when Wrath of Lich King came out, they're like it ruined everything. And so, really? yeah, there's a so lot. There's of, always people. There's a lot of people that are like pre-expansion. Wow, was the finest moment in gaming of all time, <laughs> and they still play on like those emulator-based um, servers, you um, know, and they still run molten core all the time, and they <laughs> love that world. Like without, they're all like, I was playing World of Warcraft before it was cool, before it hit seven million or even yeah. three million. I was playing it when it was just like a viral, like <laughs> indie game. Oh wait, never mind. <laughs> but well, anyway, that's cool. We'll have to hear if his yeah. opinion changes over time. Maybe we could have him for an interview. Yeah, sometime. I think it'd be cool. Is he local or long yeah, distance? Yeah, he's here in Denver. Oh, cool. Um, Is he? Does he have social skills? Would, would we have to bring him in in a crate with like a Hannibal Lecter mask? Or? <laughs> We, um, That's the only kind of people I make friends with. <laughs> I, of oh, I know. Based on previous experience, <laughs> I'm just asking, you know. <laughs> yeah, he's he's moderately funny. If you can handle a barrage of that's what she said jokes, oh. which even for me, that gets pretty old pretty we quick. We could bring in my friend Andrew, who also likes those. And maybe oh, yeah? they could cancel each other out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh. So I, I, that was my tangent. Sorry, Mark. So much no. for being focused. I wanted to talk about League of Legends. Because I played several games of that this weekend, and I actually hit a wall. Oh, really? And I'm like, I need to take a break. I'm done with this crap. You're going to walk off into the wilderness? And it's weird because it's very it's a very abrupt decision, whereas before it's like I'd had, what, like 10 or 12 games of losses in oh, a yeah. row in 5v5, which is like, that's an hour for each of those games. It's like 12 hours straight of losses is pretty demoralizing. Oh, yeah. But this time what happened was just like, uh, I went to play with two of our friends uh, who shall remain unnamed (laughs) (laughs) and they played okay but like the first thing that like was a a thwack to my enthusiasm is like one of these guys like hey I have good news and I have bad news and I'm like well what's that it's like the good news is I found an alt the bad news is it's your character and look at I'm playing this character all the time now and I'm like oh thanks (laughs) and he's like you'll always be the main Garen 
But he's like, look at my look at my uh, win record. But I'm like, is this supposed to make me feel like he plays Garen more superior than me? <laughs> oh, no. And I looked at his win record, and it was like the same type of stuff that I've gotten. I'm like, yeah, you're no longer playing this other character, and that character doesn't get a lot of kills. But if you play as Garen, it's easier to get kills oh, because yeah, of the, the judgment stuff and stuff yep, like that. Yep. And I'm like, I'm not impressed. He's like, well, I had to pick someone that matched the same um, runes? runes and stuff as my my main character. And I'm like, oh, heaven forbid you made a second page of runes or oh, something. Oh, no. So that was kind of like pissed me off. And then we he, he, we I jumped into a game with him, and he just added someone to his friends list, who uh, he just just made in the made in the match before, and I really wanted to play Ramus, and I felt like I'd gotten good enough at the game that I didn't need to play in a practice mode. I'm like, I'm just going to play Ramus, and I'm going to tell people at the very beginning that I'm playing a character I don't really know, and. It was this, the Nintendo thing that made you want to play him, right? The turtle? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> play my own little Koopa. Yeah, exactly. Um, I just think he's cool, and I, I've gotten that cool. molten lava skin. And I, But I didn't, I didn't research any builds for him. I, did, I didn't really know exactly what his skills were. I mean, I, I at least I researched Anivia, the Crypt of Phoenix, a little bit better even before that. Uh, so I'm like, whatever. It's a 3v3 game. It'll be over quick. And I'm playing it, and this dude that he's added into the game is all like, what are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. And you just started criticizing everything I was doing and being really bitchy. I'm like, dude, you're on my team. Shut up. And I told him, like, this is a new character. I haven't played him before. I don't know what he's doing. Oh, yeah. He's not ranged. I had to go in and fight these people, and these people were killing me. That's yeah. how, what was happening. And so he was criticizing me about it. And then he started sending messages to the other team, like, why don't we just strap a bomb onto him, and then he'll just run and blow himself up in front of you. He's a total terrorist. And I'm like, so finally I just, like, I'd had enough, and I said to my friend who had invited this douchebag and I'm like, where'd you find this douchebag? And he's like, I'm sorry if you think I'm being a douche, but these are kind of basic rules of the game. You need to learn. To and, and so friend a was trying to tell me, he's like, dude, just calm down. He's like, I'm not going to calm down. Blah, 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 blah. And I just, I'm like, if I hadn't had a zero quit streak at this point, I was ready to quit. Oh yeah. I was so pissed off at this dude. And it just got to the point where they'd gotten to our base and I just I just stood in the base and just watched them while the friend who invited this loser futilely tried to defend the whole base by himself because both me and the other jerk just st- sat there and like, it's all yours, is what the other guy said. Oh, man. And then we got into another game with someone that, Mark, you've told me about before, uh, who I won't name here. I remember both the names of these pricks. <laughs> <laughs> And this other guy, I'm like, wow, I've heard so many good things about him. Like, back from last fall, I've heard you mention this guy before. And he's like, I'm going to play Garen. And I'm like, God, God I just it. fucking can't win. <laughs> I'm like, fine, I'll play Sivir, and we're going to play a 5v5 or something because Phil was with us and stuff. And uh, I think, yeah, yeah. And then we had some random person join us, and <laughs> I played as Sivir. And I'm like, I'm going to play a Sivir, but do not make me lane in the middle because I'm not good enough. I don't think Sivir's really even built for that. She's a support character. I've only played her as a support character. So I didn't have to. Somebody else played middle. And we're like kind of doing okay. And this guy was playing Garen, totally badass. He's just running around back and forth. And I've had a game like this before as a Garen. He's just killing champion after champion oh, yeah, after he's champion. He's going to where he's like, seriously, I come whenever I play as Garen. I'm like, God, this guy is so juvenile. Oh, that's gross. He's really annoying. And he's just like taunting the other team and everything. And then he starts looking at us, his teammates. He's like, oh, my God, what the hell are you doing with Sivir? Why are you building an AP, which is ability power for people? Yeah. Uh-huh. It's like, 
that's the last thing you should be doing. Da, da, da. And this is the build I've been using for months. And yeah, it's been where you take really chunks well off of people with the... Yeah, like 30 to 40% of their life bars. Yeah. He's like, that's the last thing you should be doing. I'm like, well, when we're done with this game, you can tell me all about how I should build Sivir. Because I was already pissed off from the yeah. last jerk. Yeah, you're already game. like... And he's like, you should be doing things with auras. And I'm like, that's totally not helpful, considering that League of Legends has like 200 items yeah. that I could choose between. And then to add the cherry on top, then he started criticizing our friend. Oh, like, great. Oh, my God. Why are you building that character with this? You shouldn't be doing attack speed. Oh, my God. Our team is just so. And he wasn't being as rude uh-huh. or as insulting, but he's being hypercritical. And he's like, and then we started losing. And he's like, and it was all our fault because oh, yeah. we were building our characters wrong. And our friend was getting really mad because finally he was getting the brunt of all his points. He's like, oh, yeah. He's like, I can't believe that you built Sivir like this. And I can't believe you built this character like that. And oh, my gosh. It's like, we would have won, you silly people. Why did you do this? It's so dumb. And uh, and we lost. And I was trying to surrender. I'm like, I'm so done with this. And after that, then we played a game where our gluttons for punishment. Yeah, it was just him and Phil and me and there was no extra teammates, no extra fucking pro players with gigantic egos. And I was just, I was so beat up and worn down from all that psycho babble. We played horribly and we totally lost. Oh man. And it was like two in the morning anyways. I'm like, guys, I'm done. I'm like, I need to take a break from this crap. Stop. So, uh, the last thing I saw was Phil saying, one more? I'm like, good night. Good night. Turn it off. <laughs> Goodbye. No thanks for the game. Nothing. I'm like, you're taking my character away. You're making me play with all these douchebag egotists. And oh, yeah. I'm done. Yeah, that's frustrating. Oh, I've still been going to the League of Legends website here and now this week, and I'm really excited about the new upcoming character. Well, But I think I'm just going to play by myself and just do solo matches. That is what I do. And every time I do that, I it's so much better. To I just, usually kick ass. Just do one, you know, ran, random, um, you know, no... No pre-mades, and life is so much better, I yeah. swear. Because, yeah, some of the friends I have on there are total douchebags. Sorry, friends. Um, <laughs> but they are. They're just like, if you're not, if you're not like, utterly wrecking the other team, then you're failing. And it's like, but yeah. what What about you? <laughs> and just to you get know. all these lectures about I'm not playing it right, I'm not yeah. building my characters like, well, right. Well, what the... F- <laughs> like, tell me something constructive. Oh, yeah. I have... The, Probably the one that really was really criticizing you. I'm just guessing based on what I said. I was playing even. He was like, what the fuck are you doing with boots? Why did you take boots first? That's insane. <laughs> and I was like, it's my new build. Don't fuck with me. And sure enough, it was like I could hunt down and kill everyone. Because I had like second, I had the boots to level two before anybody else had anything. And so nice. nobody could escape me. And it didn't matter that I didn't have all the other items or anything. The fact was that I was out leveling everybody so I could chase them down and kill them. So it just snowballed, you know, and that's how I play Eve. And, and I, like, halfway through, I was like, so what do you think about the boots now? And it was just no comment. <laughs> Good. Put them in his damn place. <laughs> I was just like, you know, then we played another game, and I was like, and I'm getting boots. <laughs> and that's all, you know, that's all it took. He was Good like, for you. Yeah, I'm just like, you know. And I think that's my problem with League of Legends, and I think that's why I've quit twice before. I quit in the beta, and I quit... I'm like, why is Mark still playing? And then I, I, I've quit a couple other times uh, prior to this last time. Um, it's just the community, especially in the, when you first start out, the community is just so unforgiving and it's just mean. Yeah. And it's, the game already has a pretty steep learning curve. Yeah. I firmly believe that because I'm I'm glad I haven't been doing the XP boosts all this time because otherwise, 
I'd be at level 30, but I wouldn't be really playing as well as I would right. be. Yeah. I've needed all those games just to get where I'm at, where I can start and feel like I even remotely understand the items that I'm using in my build. That, that's absolutely right. I think the IP boosts are the way to go, and that way you're getting all your runes fleshed out and all your all the stuff yeah. that you need, but you're not getting put into a, a, a league that's above your level, right? Yeah, because mm. it makes a difference, all those games. They yeah, because I've got like two full rune sheets filled out now. Nice. And... That's a lot of IP. It is, and that's because I do that instead of trying to level fast. So, but no, I'm sorry. Hopefully, you can play some solo games and get back the love. But playing with these my people, characters and telling me how to play. Yeah, it's like, don't you know? I don't know why everybody, like, like, I. You know what I do now? I, honestly, when I play, I don't choose. I let, I see what everybody else has chosen, and then I pick the gap. Like, if nobody t- chose a tank, I'd play, like, Poppy. If nobody chose, like, a stealth character, I'd play Eve. If nobody chose, like, a DPS, I'd, I'd play, like, Tristana. Yeah, that's what I'll, Scott does, too. Or I'll play Warwick or whatever. But I don't, um, I, no longer do I just, like, have to have a certain character. And it's not that I'm really good or anything like that. It's just that I think that having a good, balanced, a well-balanced team so, is more valuable yeah. than everybody being... Like, what if everybody chose a stealth character? Everybody chose a tank? Well, well they lose. We've yeah, seen that happen. exactly. It's, like, it's horrible, so... And that's why I'm trying to learn some specialties. I mean, I still yeah. have my favorite characters, just like you have a favorite character, Stana. Oh, yeah. And that's sometimes, that's what I want to play. That is my... my when I'm really beat down. That's like my comfort wanna, food or yeah. comfort character is, like... Oh. I'm trying to branch out, but it's just, like... <laughs> Oh, it's hard, yeah. It can be difficult. It's really hard when you have to change your runes or your, uh, yeah. your skill tree, especially, to, to play somebody. But but sometimes it's also like it's also like in a MMO when you change a character class, like you have your alt, and you're so tired of playing the tank and everybody depending on you to keep you alive. Yeah. You're like, now I'm going to play as a rogue, which is like the total opposite. Exactly. You know? and, the, and everybody's like, you know, it's a totally different experience, and you're like, oh, I remember why I like this game again. <laughs> so, anyway, sorry to hear about that. Um, yeah. I apologize for the the bad behavior of either Ale Savage or Pariah Dog. But <laughs> <laughs> you might possibly have said the person's name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, what was your gaming time like? Hopefully, um, better than mine. So, as I've, far as League of Legends, is I figured out how to play Shaco in Ooh. League of Legends. Like so well that um, I actually scare myself when I play him because I, I don't know. I think I have a, just a really good affinity with that character. So I've been doing that. I've been playing um, just a bunch of different characters. I've, I've been hitting the actually the question mark now and just trying to playing adapt. random yeah. heroes. Wow! And, and I, I'm doing really well that way. <laughs> so um, wow. I'm I'm like going with that. And I I think um, having been fucked up by all the characters in the game so many times, I kind of know what to do. Like, oh, I know what ability I need to max out first and stuff like that. So I've been doing that and just going with either either what they recommend or something that's you know similar or something. I you know there's different classifications now that you can kind of figure. So yeah, but. What really was good for me was I switched gears and started playing StarCraft II, um, continuing where I was, and I'm so in love with that game that um, since I've started playing that, my League of Legends play has dropped off pretty pretty dramatically. That's so, how I felt when I started playing Super Mario Galaxy. I'm like, I'm just going to focus on something else. It's yeah. nice. So, um, man, I forgot, A, how much fun I was having with StarCraft II, and B, uh, just what a great game that is and you know like the the story 
or lore, as you will, rather than being, you know, text, they're presenting it to you in a bunch of different ways, and I, I can't possibly spoil what happens, but suffice it to say you don't always play Terrans during the Terran mission, which yeah. is cool. There's, like, side stuff, and the side stuff is awesome, and I'm really, really enjoying it. I'm really mm-hmm. enjoying the way the story's unfolding and how they're doing it, and before you go home tonight, I'm going to sit you down and make you play Lost Viking which is the arcade game in the corner of the bar. Oh, cool. You've got to see it. And especially what's so funny is the intro when it talks about watch out for the boss. And I, I won't tell you what he says, but when you see it, you'll crack up. It's just so funny. Excellent. And all the music and stuff. But, um, yeah, I forgot that, you know, that game is just such a gem of a game. And it has everything that StarCraft had, um, but it takes it to a whole new level. It's got mm-hmm. the, the Blizzard polish, the art direction, the story. It's just the music. It's just I have so... that game. I can't wait. I'm actually looking forward to installing it. But... You bought StarCraft 2? Yeah. Oh, my God. You, you're going to love it. It is, man, it is good. I'm really, <laughs> really amazed by just, I'm like, wow, why haven't I finished it yet? And now that's like all I think about doing when I have my <laughs> game time is like, I got to play through it. So it's good. And, and it's, you know, what's really cool about it is it's not easy on normal mode. It's not like, you know, you would think after years and years and years of RTS playing that playing it on normal mode would be like easy mode. But yeah. it's it's it makes you multitask a lot more than the missions in StarCraft or um, World of War or uh, Warcraft 3 even. It makes you really have to be focusing on a bunch of different objectives simultaneously, which is good because and stressful. It's kind of stressful, but it's it's also like it's fun. It, when you when you do complete the level and you get like a achievement or something, mm-hmm. you feel like you've really done something. So that's cool. That's been pretty much it. I just those two games. I kind of got my fill of Vindictus, and um, I haven't logged into Age of Conan to offline level myself up to <laughs> level sixty something. I actually oh, uh, finally oh, canceled my subscription. On that. I downloaded and have been playing a little bit of um, of uh, City of Heroes, but. When I had the choice, you know, the expansion, ro- rogue, I, going rogue or going rouge. Um, <laughs> now I know what you're talking about. <laughs> but um, when I start, when I, when I, I was like, basically, I was like, I'm either going to play the expansion or I'm going to play Warcraft or Starcraft Two, and I started Starcraft Two. You can't compare those. I have to finish it first, but, but I will say that the um, the going rogue or whatever is. Um, it's like it's it's really a story. There's they're unfolding a story which is totally different from the first two, you know, City of Heroes, City of Villains. There's actually a story. There's choices you make. Like it's very similar to the um, Knights of the Old Republic thing, where you're kind of straddling this line and as far as alignment goes, because mm-hmm. you can be a you can be a brute or a tank, or you know, you can choose from any power set across the villains or the heroes. And you're you're figuring out what your alignment kind of is by your decisions, and there is a story going on, which is kind of cool. That's pretty neat. So I'll definitely just for being a completionist, since I played a lot of champ or uh, City of Heroes. Gosh, I keep saying champions. So I played a lot of City <laughs> of Heroes and a lot of C- City of Villains. I need to like go through the expansion probably. But. And Eric's playing that right now, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's playing it. I keep thinking that we'll play together but it's like our lately whenever i see him i i watch him on raptor and he hasn't been on much when i've been on so i think our time times are different i'm sync, yeah yeah anyway that was perhaps the longest what we're playing segment of in recorded history <laughs> shall we uh move on to our email yeah awesome 
actually have a mailbag. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much, listeners. Patrick wrote in to us, and had this to say, Massive Men, on your recent podcast where you readdressed the, the lost topic of <laughs> why aren't we playing MMOs, you asked for MMO apologists to write in. I am mostly in agreement with you. I'm not that interested in what is coming in the future MMO-wise, but that's largely because I have a six-year investment in City of Heroes. Although the game is aged and faded, even with frequent issues and the recent paid expansion, it provides me with enough leeway to make my own entertainment. I have a solid core of friends who are on City of Heroes and have little incentive to check out anything new. I appreciate that some new MMOs are trying hard, while some are just rehashing old ideas. And I hope they can find an audience, but for me, I'm content with what I have already. Best regards, Pat from Maryland. That's kind of good to hear, because... You know, City of Heroes will always have a special place, I think, amongst the oh yeah, for all channel massive. That's my first MMO. Yeah, and it and we clocked so many hours in that game, we did. and just had so much fun. And you know, I could see that if you had a good community, good good core of friends. That's like what we had friends are playing. Yeah, we had Mike from Ohio. We used to all play with and yeah. stuff, and you know, good sense of humor, always up for stuff. That was cool. I mean, it, it's cool to have a good core group of gamers that's a that's also a lot of the reason why i think i've been into league of legends lately is because it's cool to play with you guys yeah there's just a whole group of us but you know with with city of heroes you know i've been playing the expansion and yeah it's not as fast as champions online and it's definitely nowhere near as frenetic and awesome as um dc universe but it's just something about it that's still cool you know Mm -hmm. i still enjoy it I, i like the the way they do it, it's it's cool. There's, it looks aged, yeah. I I cranked up the settings to like ultra mode, but the ultra ultra mode, and I I was complaining about this on the last podcast. I have like the, or I had, I guess there's a new one, but I had the best Nvidia video card you could buy, and it was like actually slow, but didn't look any better than I remember it looking four <laughs> years ago, right? I mean, <laughs> and and I'm just thinking. You know, it's it's just, you know, you can only do so much with the the models and stuff, and yeah. Um, but it's just a cool game, and it it'll always be special to us. And I I could see that. I know a lot of people are like that with EverQuest Two or World of Warcraft or whatever. They're just like they have their group, they mm-hmm. have their their thing. You know, it's. I could have seen of all things Warhammer. I can't believe I'm saying this, but Warhammer could have been a game like that for me because. I just love the scenarios so much. I did too, yeah. But then it just rapidly, abruptly lost its well, appeal. <laughs> it's like when they would adjust the characters, they would do it with, instead of like a scalpel, they would like bring out a, yeah. a you know, a, a hatchet, you know. And that was the biggest problem was like when your character, and, and I felt it because we were always playing together. When, when your character, who I always was like, you know, banking on for the DPS... All of a sudden, you couldn't do any damage. Yeah. I mean, you could do about as much as I could, but my, I was the healer, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I was used to you like coming in behind somebody, de- you know, coming out of stealth or whatever, devastating them, 
and and they'd be near death and I could maybe finish them or something like that. Yeah. And all of a sudden you do that and they'd be they still have three quarters of their life and now they'd be targeting you and you were just as squishy as you ever were. Yeah, before. I just died instantly. And it's like if you're gonna make a character that squishy, then they ought to also be able to dish out a whole lot of damage and like they would they were losing their they were losing like their core tenants for all the characters. Like this character does this and this character does that yeah. and they lost it. They just like totally lost it trying to make everybody the same and i think you know that and, and a bunch of other stuff that went down with that company at that time mm-hmm. the fact that pretty much you know the writing was on the wall they were laying people off and everything that just killed them another thing i didn't like about the structure of the game is that every 10 levels the core uh, functions of the scenarios were different yeah so you might have a really cool king of the hill type game that you love in levels one through ten but then there's it's it's capture the flag in levels eleven through twenty, and it's like I don't want to play capture the flag. I want to play. I want to go back to this. Yeah, one. yeah. I really love this previous scene. I'm like, but you've totally shut it off for me. Yeah. And when you can't go back to what you really like about a game, which is something I like about League of Legends, it's consistent. Yeah. It's pretty much the same thing. That also takes away. But where in City of Heroes, that's another good example of it's comfortable to go back to because. It offers a lot of cool things now with the inventions and that you can make your own whole missions and mythology and everything. Offline but still leveling. the core of their the core of the experience is always there for you. Yeah. And now they've added in the the whole morality angle, which is yeah. cool. But it's still got the core to it that makes it so appealing and that doesn't change. And that's that's like doing it right. You know what's cool? Really cool is that we have listeners uh, we have a listener Who's a hardcore City of Hero player? <laughs> I know. Player, still listening to us. I know. <laughs> we don't even talk about City of Heroes. Thanks that for much. sticking with us because yeah. we still do have a lot of love for that game. We always will. That's true. Yeah, definitely. Now let's get into our rapid fire look through the week's news. And now for the week in news. This episode's kind of about gerunds, because that's how I organize all of these stories, is I assigned a gerund to each of them. Is, are gerunds covered in Schoolhouse Rock? Um, I don't know. Cartoons? I'm not sure if they I'm are. I'm trying to think how you'd rhyme that, like conjunction, junction, what's your... You know, like stuff like that. That makes sense, but how do you rhyme with gerund? Uh... Aaron. I have to run an errand. Aaron, Good. there you go. There you go. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. If you don't know what a gerund is, listeners, look it up. Look it up. Fuckers. It's a real word. Bitches. So first up, <laughs> Acclaim. I have fond memories of Acclaim because I played some cool games by them. What was your favorite? I think the one that I had the most I had the most anticipation for and I was excited to play was Turok on the Nintendo sixty four. Oh wow, that was a good. I had that. I have that cartridge. I have it's like right over there in the. Even though it had all that fog and stuff, just something about the tribal music and the oh, yeah. natives shooting you with blow darts and these Aztec dinosaurs. temples and then the dinosaurs coming out at you, so cool. And there's games that have of theirs that I know I played in the, on the Atari in the Atari era, but I can't remember. But then they came. They turned into like the. Free to play, like yeah, they went out of business. Somebody bought their name and decided to make them the front of a whole bunch of Korean and Far East free to play MMOs. And it was kind of cool. The name was still around, but it was it was like Atari. Atari oh, yeah. was still Atari around, but it was really just Atari. only in a name. It was like somebody bought the name. It's not yeah. the same. No. Well, it claims legacy. 
is officially over. It's it's closed. Only it's it actually changed hands. I think a couple times. Playdom was the last company to have acquired the publisher, the online game publisher that it is now. And then just abruptly, over on I think on the last Friday or Saturday, sometime over this last weekend, they just put up a new page on the homepage saying, "Sorry, all the games are shut down." In total, like plain text with no graphics or yeah, not even a logo or anything. It's like just pure HTML. And that's kind of sad. I mean, this is a company that's been around that started out in 1987, hit bankruptcy in 2004, and that's when the big changeover happened. Oh, they published the original Burnout games. Oh. Man, that's just sad. But yeah, it's it's a shame, and I can't say that I was really enraptured with their current legacy. I didn't really check out any of their free to play games. Well, when I saw it, I started to freak out a little bit because I like the game Guns, and I was thinking that was an Acclaim game. Yeah. Have you ever played that? It's I've not. It's this crazy, like... Is it like Plant, free... Plantscape? Or... No, it's like a free-to-play kind of RTS. Oh, not RTS. It's like a free-to-play FPS game, but they did some weird stuff in it where if you do the key combinations right, you can start to do kind of like supernatural moves, you know, so you oh, can cool. run you can run along walls and stuff, but you can do these crazy like gunsu moves where you're flying through the air with your swords fluttering and stuff and it was all actually an an error and they called it like um Korean controls or something like that. Well, anyway, it turns out that's IJI. It's not <laughs> Acclaim. So I'm I'm happy cuz Guns is still around and and uh obviously it needs an update, but um <laughs> anyway, it was a false alarm. I didn't need to panic. Other than that, it's like, well, it's too bad. Hate to see. Hate to see. It'd be like if Atari, the the non the the new Atari that's not really has nothing to do with the, the original yeah. Atari, were to tank. You know, you'd be like, oh, sad. Which wouldn't be surprised it. after Star Trek Online and Champions Online. Woohoo! Yeah. Uh, but speaking of free to play games. An analyst from DFC Intelligence has predicted that the English English language free-to-play market will grow to two billion dollars by the year 2015. And the first things that the story that we were sourcing this from cited on GameSpot, not GameStop, not GameStop, GameSpot. The games that were cited as Harbingers of this were EverQuest 2, Dungeons and Dragons Online, and Lord of the Rings Online, which all have gone free to play or have free to play alternatives. And those are games that are free to play but supported by microtransactions, much like Free Realms and a large swath of many Eastern MMOs. Gosh, I remember there's one gory one we played, me and Jim tried playing. Oh, yeah. Remember that? I do. I can't remember the name of it, but it sucked. Blood something, I don't know. It was horrible. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah. And that's usually what I thought of when I thought of free-to-play games. But now that I like League of Legends, which is a free-to-play game, and I've spent probably well over a monthly subscription fee. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Buying things for that. This study seems a lot more believable to me, and I was thinking that Mark alone will probably subsidize a majority of this $2 billion growth. Yeah, that's right. At least I'm up for at least a billion, maybe half a billion. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, we all kind of know where it's headed. We've seen what Turbine's doing. We've, we've seen what SOE's now doing. Everybody is headed in this direction, right? Yeah. We can only hope that, you know, Warhammer does it. <laughs> 
but um, when I was reading the comments on on GameSpot here, the first comment's hilarious. He's like, "It's like this is obviously someone who is like a little bit lost in time." A top three ninety nine. The good games that are worth playing will still be sub based, and I am fine with that. The maturity level drops dramatically when games go to FTP. And WoW isn't as bad as it's made out to be. The forums are a little immature, but once you are in the game, it isn't as bad. And it's similar to the other MMO I've played back. I have played back to EverQuest Ruins of Kunark. That has been my wow. experience anyway. It's like, okay, dude. Welcome to the 21st century. <laughs> um, the subscription-based games, the only one that's going to be successful is World of Warcraft. And you know that those guys at Blizzard are looking at different models, and I wouldn't Their be next sub- MMO is supposed to have a different model. Yeah, I would not be at all surprised if that happens, and I would not be at all surprised if World of Warcraft eventually, sh- you know, changes its model. Yeah. Um, and not to mention that, and we'll we'll talk about it a little bit later, but, um, oops, sorry, had a had a major malfunction here working my computer, <laughs> um. NCSoft came out with a little game called Guild Wars that was not a FTP game or F2P subscription game, but it wasn't. It didn't have a subscription. It was basically like you would buy it, you would play it, then you would buy the expansion, you would play that. So it's a different model, As and well. it's mm-hmm. definitely a premier game. So you know, it's there. There are different models than subscription, and subscription is dying fast. Yeah the the intel the the intelligence the analyst. A DFC intelligence cited the main reason that free-to-play games haven't really caught on is because the broadband infrastructure and the connection speeds that people have to the internet here in North America are vastly inferior to what they are overseas, and because of that, people are hesitant to get involved into free-to-play games because usually there's not a retail disc involved and you have to download a gigantic client. And I think that's only a little bit true. I do feel a lot of the stuff that's been holding free-to-play games back for so many years is representative in that commenter's stereotypical stance. This assumption that free-to-play games are either made for children or they're really poor quality and really not fun to play. Yeah. They're Maple Story or they're that crappy free-to-play game that was really gory that I just mentioned. But that's really not true anymore. There's a lot more variety and a lot to be excited about. I mean, and even, I don't want to suggest that I think that, uh, Eastern free-to-play games suck because we played several of them at E3, and I never would have thought I'd come away from Nexon's booth, the creators of MapleStory, and thought, wow, there's not the one f- but three free-to-play MMOs that I'm excited about. Oh, yeah. And you know what? I still like them all. I I, yeah. I really do. I mean, Vindictus, though, I just got the feeling that I don't really want to screw around in the beta. I want to actually play the real game. Yeah. Right? yeah. I, I'd already, I've played enough of it. Like, I just need to play the real one. Yeah. Dragon Nest. That's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for that. And, of course, we've already been playing Dungeon Fighter or whatever. That's, yeah, that surprised that's a, me that I actually enjoyed that. It's crazy. A blast, you know. Yeah. It's a blast from the past, but a blast. Mm-hmm. Um, sexy timing. Yes, that's, that's, your, that's your Jaren. For, for the next story. <laughs> this is something that actually came out. It, we sh- probably should have mentioned in our last episode, but I think the story just slipped past our radars which is surprising considering the subject li- subject matter. The title of this news story from Gamasutra is Playboy Forming Game Label Partners with Big Point for <laughs> Poisonville. Yeah, that's a weird... Poisonville. 
Yeah, so Big Point, which is the perfect name for a developer that's partnering with Playboy, Playboy. is a German developer who... Almost as good as Double D Point, but... Yes, uh, is a developer that created a free-to-play browser-based MMO called Poisonville, and it's some kind of Grand Theft Auto ripoff. But what I want to know is, that's the beginning of their partnership. This company is supposed to make future games for Playboy that are going to be showing up on the Playboy website and play some Playboy spokesperson. Let me see who this person is. So I don't misattribute it. Playboy's new digital ventures, managing director, Paul Lee. I'm sure they must've made that position in within the last couple of years. That's a beautiful title. Yeah. He said, we're looking for quality developers. And the time I spent looking at big point showed me that they fit the bill for what we needed to get started. Previously, Playboy's gaming interests included a few licensing deals and some editorial in the form of gaming reviews, but there was no clear overarching strategy in place. With Big Point, we've established a clear path in terms of where we want to go. And I'm sorry for being single-minded, but I want to know how many topless women and how much sex will be involved in Playboy's games, because that's what I'm going to be looking for. I'm not going to be looking for some kind of Grand Theft Auto ripoff from some German developer. And I know that Playboy is known for the writing, quote-unquote, because yeah. they do have really good articles and stuff in there. But I can't imagine that Playboy would actually expect us to seriously think, now they're going to be a major big league publisher just like Ubisoft and Electronic Arts and Activision. They're going to be creating AAA titles too. I'm like, uh-uh. These games are going to have sex in them, and how is it going to be done? Yeah, I don't I don't get it, you know. It's it's going to be really interesting to kind of see what they can do. I'm just looking at the Poisonville like uh beta play now screen. Yeah. And just wondering. I wonder if what they come up with will be like that singles game, do you remember that? Where you could get a roommate and then it was kind of like Sims you had to like establish a relationship with them and then you could have sex with them. Oh god. Maybe it'll be like um, Bone Town, which is like the Ron Jeremy um, game. Have you ever heard of oh, that? Oh, no, I haven't. Oh, it's like, I've seen the um, on YouTube, they have like a trailer of it. It's like an adult, it's like a triple X rated um, game, basically. Is it first person or third person? I don't know. Or is it text based? I don't, it's not, no, it's actually very graphical. It's kind of like um, cartoonish, though. Like Leisure Suit like Larry? A, like a, yeah, kind of like a, but like a triple X Leisure Suit Larry. Mm. Um, and I don't know, maybe they're going to go in that, that direction. The, the What they're showing, though, looks more like a Grand Theft Auto type yeah. thing. It's got like a 71 Cougar car. It's like I, a I happen to Mafia know Wars. That yeah, Mafia Wars. Guy's got like a cool, cool weapon, trench coat. Play yeah. now. We'll have to try it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think I see any naked women in that, so... Yeah. I don't see how that fits in with Playboy's manifesto. I just like that they're they're targeting the 18 to 35-year-old male. That's right. Like... Which is another indicator. When you hit 36, does the crystal go off and you have to do carousel and die? Yeah, you become impotent. Yeah, yeah, you're impotent. (laughs) 36, you're impotent. Just give it up, you know. (laughs) At that point, you need to start wearing your Depends and drinking your Ensure... You'll be, be fine. Oh, God. What else? Next. Mathematizing. Mathematizing. In case you're wondering, the uh, the free-to-play one was assimilating. 
Yes. But back to our... Assimilating. Yes. Mathematizing Guild Wars. As Mark mentioned, they've sold a lot of copies of games. They've sold 6.5 million copies of games. That's impressive. I think that is really impressive, but they've only had like three. Yeah. Uh, official games, Nightfall and something else in the main Yeah, game. I can't remember them all. Maybe four. Maybe there's the main one and three expansions. Oh, yeah, I think there are three. What was interesting is like half of the player base, if I read correctly, is in Europe and... Oh, wait, wait. And it's like Germany? Yeah. It's like the it's, biggest fans? It's a great game. I mean, it's 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 cool. It's cool how it works. Um, although it sounds like Guild Wars 2 is going to be a departure from the way Guild Wars works. so All Flash animation. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's all Flash-based. <laughs> and what's interesting is they seem, they being NCSoft, seem to have learned their lesson. They, they've they taken a very uh, Valve or Blizzard-type stance in regards to when is Guild Wars 2 going to come out? Because we've seen a lot of marketing oh, and yeah. promotions for it last year. When it's ready. Yeah, when it's done. Yeah. And... They they won't even say if it's a holiday release or even a year. And I think they're still probably smarting from Tabula Raza is what this is about. Oh, yeah. Although no Tabula doubt. Raza, what was like six years in development too, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a lot. There was a lot that went into that. Auto Assault wasn't exactly. Was that yeah. What it was? yeah, that was like. That was uh, a few years in development. It's sucky to see that. So here's to hoping that NCSoft finds the magic formula that works. It, it's always risky when you take your one of your marquee series and decide, hey, we're not going to release an expansion. We're just going to totally reinvent from the ground up, a la EverQuest 2. With all kinds of new character types. Asheron's are... Call 2. Yeah. Know. And we've seen that fail. Yeah. Well, basically every time. So, yeah. Um, Here's hoping that their waiting is worth it. Break the cycle. Dominating. <laughs> Apple. 1.5 billion iPhone games sold. Game Center launches next week. This is from GameSpot.com, not GameStop.com. That's right. Um, Apple had its regularly scheduled annual fall conference where they usually trot out updates to the iPod line of things. And where they've been a little bit hesitant and then slightly brash with a different executive. This time Steve Jobs went out there. And he said, we've got this Game Center thing that's launching. It's so cool because, to paraphrase, it's like Xbox Live and you get to have achievements. There's matchmaking and friend lists and leaderboards and all this other crap. <laughs> and Over uh, 3G, those should be some pretty fast action games. Oh, oh yeah. click, click, wait, click. Uh, but the biggest quote was that Jobs called iPod Touch. Remember... This was a device that they created, and they didn't really even know what the primary function of it was when they first released it. But right. now they've realized it because, as Jobs says, it's the number one portable game player in the world, quote-unquote. Wow. And it's outsold, and he's basing this because it's outsold both the Nintendo DS and PSP combined. Is it really? I mean, <laughs> wow, Apparently. really? Wow. And he also claims that 1.5 billion games have been sold on iPhone and iPod Touch. They didn't count the Tampod. I mean, the, 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 pad. the iPad. Yeah, they didn't. And so the gauntlet is officially thrown at Sony and Nintendo. With Nintendo, we know what they're trying to do to counter what they have a 3D 
handheld system, which I think is actually going to have some more features announced for it here on September 29th when we get oh, that's more cool. information on when it. And they're not handmade anymore. Yes. <laughs> like a Porsche models, or a models. Ferrari or whatever. And there's really strong rumors that Sony's going to be coming out with its own smartphone that's also a PSP. Oh, that's cool. So it, their answer to, and it'll be droid based. So it'll be oh, a, wow. a gaming droid. Game droid. So they're not taking this sitting down, but I think that Jobs still needs to kind of take a chill pill here. And this is typical bravado, egotism from Apple. It's one of the reasons why I can't stand the company. There may be $1.5 billion in sales, but I still haven't found a really good game from my iPhone. Yeah, and that may be changing given that Chair, who are the people that made um, Shadow Complex and Xbox Live Arcade, oh, yeah. they're making a game using Epic's Unreal 3 engine called Project Sword, I think. Looks awesome. And preemptively, or before that, a tech demo. Citadel. Called Citadel. Or Epic's, yeah. Yeah, Epic's, which demonstrates Epic's Unreal 3 engine at work on the iPad and the most recent iPhone. Mark tried to look at it, but with his meager iPhone 3G, it was not powerful enough I'll try it on my wife's phone. Of course, I got her a better one than my own. But that's uh, that's also just the same part and play of the Apple strategy that I think will challenge it in terms of being a dominant game system is that unless you're one of the crazy people buying a brand new iPod and phone, Apple piece of hardware every year because they're updated every year, you're going to have a hard time trying to stay up to date with a consistent games platform. Well, and you know, I mean, honestly, I I'm a I'm a gamer, and I really don't need my phone to be my major game platform. Like I know where I know I know it'd be neat, but I'd really rather like have like the new 3D G, um, DS or something yeah. like that, something more dedicated to the function than my phone, because. I use I use my phone as a phone and as like an email reader and as a book reader. Yeah. And it does that well, but like trying to make it play these games, I just don't know that that's like the magical thing. I don't know. Anyway, good luck, Apple. I still don't think you're going to supplant the entire handheld gaming I think, market. I think we're also biased to Mark because we are gamers. Yeah. I think Apple's gambling or betting on. Like casual gamers, people who don't really care about games. Right. Like, oh, cool, I'm bored. I'm sitting at the doctor's office. I'm at the dentist's office. I'll play this but game. When they Shouldn't they, like, take a page from, like, the DS and come out with some really compelling, like, games to lure in, like, adults and, yeah, you know, because there really aren't. I'm still good. far from considering, like, I think I'm going to get an iPod Touch for a gaming device. No. Especially when it's, like, three two two thirty two fifty for an eight gigabyte size one yeah that's, that's the little huge one investment i'd much rather have like a ds yeah still and i'm not even a nintendo fanboy and i say that is just that is where it's at mm-hmm. if you want if you want a handheld game that's where it's at the psp's just not i don't know not yeah. for me yeah maybe a handheld xbox <laughs> uh let's see yawning Valve promises three surprises within the next 12 months. Good old Gabe Newell. DOTA, there's one. Yeah. Surprise! Surprise! We will crush League of Legends and Heroes of New Earth and Warcraft 3 all in one fell swoop. Yeah. 
Gabe Newell had an interview with PC Gamer, I think, magazine. Yeah. And said that, you know, wow, I know you guys were totally shocked that Portal came to PS3, but that's not the end of our mega surprises. We've got three pretty big surprises coming within the next 12 months, which includes next year's E3. So A keynote speech without pants? <laughs> uh. <laughs> but the thing that a lot of people have been predicting is Left 4 Dead on PS3, Counter-Strike 2, Half-Life 2, Episode 3, and or Half-Life 3. And that's funny. That's the all only thing that they've mentioned. But then people like us remember, there's also this huge DOTA thing that they're working on. Yeah. Maybe that's why Gabe Newell's called it a surprise, because everybody's got so much obsession over Half-Life, Counter-Strike, and Left 4 Dead. Portal. Yeah, that yeah. they're not thinking of this other thing that's been making news. But I can't imagine unless there's new IPs they're going to surprise you with like left for dead that's going to be genuinely surprising yeah i don't think it's gonna be anything shocking i just think that valve will just continue with their track record of doing everything right yeah I mean, steam is dominating like i'm you know i really want to get civilization 5 and i got a thing from like direct to download today saying oh it'll be re- available in september at this price point and it's like that's great i really want it from i want it from steam, steam. yeah you know I, I just i don't know now I called this Yanni not because I'm a, not I'm disinterested, not that I'm disinterested in these upcoming announcements. I really want to know what they are, but it's really annoying for people to hype hype. Yeah, because this is hype before this the hype. Super hype hype. Yeah. Yeah. There's no concrete uh, announcement to it, and so to talk about it is like to talk about Duke Nukem or some other piece of vaporware. Yeah. Nice, nice effort, Gabe. Dismissed. Selling! StarCraft 2 sells 3 million units in the first month. Holy crap. That's right. Day 1, 1. 1.5 million units. Actually, I'm sorry. 1 million copies in day 1, 1. 1.5 million copies in the first so, two so days. I was part of the 1 million on day 1. Were you? That's true. I was not. I waited about three weeks or a month before I got mine. Did it, is it a lesser rate or just delayed? Has it gone down in price? No, it has not gone down in price, but I had some rewards um, certificates oh. from Best Buy as well as a 10% Perfect. off coupon. So I was able to get it for like 45 bucks. It is the coolest game I have right now. I will say that much. Yeah, and it's responsible, single-handedly responsible, for a 103% year-over-year rise in PC dollar spending. <laughs> so awesome. It's, it's really cool. It's just like... I don't know, man. These guys, this Blizzard company just seems to... I really can't wait to see what they do with the Zerg and the Terran because so much of this Wings of Liberty stuff is built around humans and you're in a human base and you have human missions and all this other stuff. What do you do when you have a hive mind? How do they put that much level of detail and effort and choices and branching gameplay? Yeah, how are they going to swing that and... Yeah, it's going to be interesting. really intriguing. And there's some stuff in the story that I already know that would ruin it if I were to say it, but <laughs> I can already imagine that it's going to be pretty... It's going to be a, a, a... It's going to be a story with a lot of winding in it. I mean, there's just Ooh. a lot... There's a lot of, like, things I think that we think are going on that, you know, maybe maybe aren't, and it's it's a good story. It's not It's not, like, just a stupid linear 
you know, and then this happened. Oh, big shocker. <laughs> I think I remember this the first time it happened in the Bible and then in Dune and then in Star Wars. And, you know, it's like the same. It's very different. And I like the fact that they are totally, you know, bringing back characters from the first one. Like Jim Raynor is like super central to the, the character or to the story in the yeah. this first part. And, um, they're bringing back some of the Protoss people that you that you you knew and loved, and some of the um, and same with the Zerg, and and it's just like, it's cool. And the places, and you're revisiting places too that oh, that's cool. That you know you've been before, in 16-bit graphics. Yeah, in 16-bit graphics, and it's like just so well done. So plus, you could just go on and on about the multiplayer too, and all the mods yeah. that are coming out. The funny thing is about multiplayer is I think. I know no one who's touching it. Yeah, everybody's, everybody's playing the single player. So, so into the single player. I, I also think of a lot, some that common statement is that they're scared. Yeah, they're like I don't want to go into multiplayer because I don't want to have my ass beat. Yeah, it's going to be hard. It's going to be really hard. And plus, single player has all these special buffed up units and powers and everything yeah. that you don't get in the multiplayer. Right, and then there's the mods which are going to throw everything out the window. Like, yeah, I went to play one last night and it was a mod and it was a, it was a, it was a. A team-based tower defense, so it, it it separated you into two groups, but it was team-based, kind of like um, so it was four on four, but it was kind of like uh, Wintermall, but mm-hmm. uh, four by. Anyway, I, it downloaded it to my computer. We were all ready to go, and then somebody bailed, and so the whole thing didn't make. And I was like, I looked at the clock, and I realized it was really late. And I was <laughs> like, but I plan to try that out. So it's cool. There's a whole bunch of new mods. Hopefully, some new ideas. I mean. This is where DOTA came from, or MOBA, or That's whatever. That's right, yeah. I mean, it's like, so not only do you have a great single-player story, but the multiplayer is limitless. It's going to go, yeah, you know. I can't wait to see what the community comes up with. And they always, they never disappoint, right? Mm-hmm. So. So good job, Blizzard. Thanks for giving us fun and tools. Uh, What's our next? Inflating like a giant balloon. Yes. Microsoft is raising its annual Xbox Live subscription from fifty US dollars to sixty US dollars. Uh, just like all the titles have gone up ten dollars. Yeah, that's right. That's perfect. Now this ten dollar fee is going to be used for upgrading the systems, the hardware, the service offerings. No clear like and because of this we're gonna do this now. But it's it's come to be expected. Good old Michael Pactor, who always likes to make predictions he actually predicted this increase last year and was right which is surprising he actually made a joke about it too he's like yeah he he glibly said even a broken clock is correct twice a day (laughs) which i thought was kind of cool for him to say that because he makes lots of predictions that never come to pass but he tacked on to this announcement his prediction that he could see a 100 hundred dollar premium subscription in the future which I could see coming into play if more and more publishers like Electronic Arts and Activision start to say, yeah, you can buy Modern Warfare or you can buy Medal of Honor and you can play online, but if you're going to play online, you have to buy an online pass like they're doing with their sports titles. Oh, right. I could see them doing that for full retail games, not just the used ones. I could too. And then you could offset that perhaps with Xbox, like maybe if you had this $100 premium subscription, then you don't have to pay those extra fees. Right. But either way, uh, if you want to renew now for a year, 
If you do it before November, you can get it for 40 bucks. Yeah, I need to do that. But then, I think, I really think the fee should be similar to, like, Battle.net, where you buy the games, and it's just a platform that the games subsidize, or the platform subsidizes. I really don't think we should have to pay anything for Xbox Live. I don't think so. You don't have to on Nintendo Wii. You don't have to on PlayStation. Yeah. Although PlayStation has announced it's PlayStation Plus. Oh, yeah. I think it's just crap. It's like, I've already paid for the hardware. I'm already paying. You you're al- You guys are already getting kicked back for all the titles that are released. Exactly, yeah. You're, you're getting all the... Um, all the other good stuff from downloadable content or whatever. I mean, it's like, Jesus Christ, you know? I mean, why do you have to bill us for the network that you're paying? We already have to pay for our own internet. Subsidize my internet fee, and then no maybe I'll kidding. do this. But Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> I'll Next buy a story. PS3 and protest. <laughs> Transforming shape of Across. Mega Noah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of... Microsoft. <laughs> you would think that with the 360 controller, Microsoft was done. You think is with making the Connect, the finest controller ever made. I do really like the 360 controller. Well, it reminds me of the big controller from the yeah. Xbox. Yeah, which I liked. I yeah, liked I it just it. fine. I didn't need the controller type S. It's maybe probably somewhere in between the big one and the small one. Yeah, it, but, the 360 one is yeah. But like, I love, I love that. You know, it's it's why do you need to improve the D-pad? That so is one of the use. most common complaints with the current 360 controller is the D-pad, which instead of having discrete buttons for up, down, left, right, like you would on the old NES controller, it's a disc shape that kind of rocks around and there's no yeah. clear. It's not very clear when you're pushing up versus right and right. diagonal right. And so they've actually done something really cool. They've patented it. Where the, the, there's a new 360 controller that's going to ship with the wireless. It's going to be a wireless controller that comes with a plain charge kit. So it means you connect it with a USB cable to your 360 waiting until the battery runs out. <laughs> but uh, what happens is the, the key difference is, aside from it being all silver, and even the buttons are shades of gray. There's no longer blue, yellow, red, green. It's like dark gray, medium gray, and then two buttons that are light gray. So it's really hard to tell the buttons apart, and unless, it's not going to match anything unless in Unless you're colorblind, in which case you already lived in this world of pain. <laughs> That's true. But, like, all the games are designed saying you push the green oh, A yeah, button. Oh, yeah, the red, the yellow. The red, yellow, blue. I mean, so many games, I think yeah. that's a really bad decision. But the cool thing is, the cool thing, it's the directional pad. I think you, you can actually twist it a quarter clockwise or counterclockwise or something, and the directional pad pops out of the disc shape, and it becomes its own it becomes discrete buttons versus a sliding disc right and then you can twist it back the other direction and then turns back into the disc shape which is really cool if you use directional pad a lot perhaps maybe for fighting games i don't know i don't use it that much i i don't i don't use it that much i can't even think of when it would be advantageous to lock it down i i guess i've just over the years figured out how to say up down right and left yeah you just accept it so for those of you who are really nitpicky and you need an all-gray controller with a nifty transforming D-pad, it can be yours. Congratulations. For $60. Yeah, 60 or $70. Yeah, I'm or not se- sure. Oh, yeah. And that's the only model you can get it in. If you want to get it as a regular corded version or, or one that's not 
play in charge. Forget it. You have to get the version that's coming out. This kind of odd. Discounting. Well, we've already discounted the iPhone as a mobile gaming platform, so <laughs> why don't you buy a DSi, a DX, DSi XL, or something else for $20 less? Yeah, so weeks. Nintendo in a very random move. It seems really random. Like, Yeah. Meh. They announced a price <laughs> drop two weeks in advance of it occurring for North America. Now, Europe and Japan have already gotten price drops on the DSi and the DSi XL, which are upgrades to the existing DS Lite. DSi and DSi XL both have cameras. There's a camera on the inside and a camera on the outside. And they have downloadable games. So there's this whole DSi online store, much like Xbox Live Arcade. You can download games. And the, the difference between DSi and DSi XL is that the screens in the XL are like four, four inches wide. They're really big. The XL up till now has been priced at 190 US dollars. It'll be discounted to 170 dollars, and then the DSI, the original DSI, was previously 160 dollars or 170 dollars, and as of September 12th, it'll be 150 dollars. The original DS Lite will maintain its price point of 130 bucks. Okay, first of all, why announce a price point drop in two weeks? You're basically telling everybody, don't bother buying these systems if you want to save 20 bucks. Yeah. Next, of, next uh, the DS, whether it's the DS Lite, the DSi XL, whatever, it's a six-year-old system. Dude, yeah, it's like... These games, these systems should be no more than $150. I have a Commodore end. 64 for sale to $20 off. <laughs> Of the two hundred dollar original list price, go for one hundred and eighty. Ooh, it's yeah. almost an impulse purchase. Type almost cool commands in and play some games. But what is not an impulse purchase is this freaking DSI and DSI XL. I have been waiting for a price drop, but like a twenty bucks off—that's a joke. Well, with the new one coming so soon in September. Exactly. Well, it's, it's not releasing in September. On the 29th, we'll find out what the official oh. release date. Oh, on the 20th, and September the 29th, we find out the price and the release date. Yeah, and it's pre- the analysts, the analysts, they predicted that it'll come out in Japan at least before the holiday season. There's a very, very slim chance it'll come out before the holidays here in America, in North America. But no matter what, it's pretty much been guaranteed to be out in all territories. That's Europe, Australia, North America, Japan, by March 31st of next year. So before their fiscal year ends. Yeah, that makes sense. So I wouldn't be surprised if it launched here in limited quantities. And people are predicting, uh, magazines are predicting, that because of this price drop, it's making way for the 3DS to be at a higher price point, because the 3DS is supposed to be a higher price point no matter what. That's what we've been told that. Sure. Some people are guessing that means it's going to be $200, which would be the most expensive handheld that Nintendo's ever sold. I still think it's going to be like $250 or $300. Holy crap, so way expensive. Yeah, and the reason why is because they've said they're not going to sell it for a loss. They said that's going to be more than a DSi. But th- when you see this, it's so like, oh my gosh, I have to have it. It's so cutting edge right now because there's no phones that have this technology. I'm sure there will be by next year. But it's 3D. Well, simulated 3D. Yeah, but I think a lot of devices will have that 3D come oh, next yeah. year. I mean, because it's being made by Sharp. And yeah. The screens, a lot of things will have it. But right now, it's just so cool. And the graphics are vastly superior to the current DS. Not, like, not to the iPhone. So would you think the Nintendo <laughs> would make the price difference between a DSi XL 
and this oh my gosh freaking awesome system only 30 bucks i think you might be right and and especially when you when we just saw the whole release about the iphone where the price points for that are like 230 250 350 for a freaking mp3 player yeah that's got 16 gigabytes of space yeah i mean yeah i could see it I could definitely see it. Yeah, especially if it comes out next spring and then they could discount it before next holiday season just a little bit. Yeah. So they get all the hardcore adopters because the scary thing is, is a lot of my staffers in Nintendo, they're like, I'd pay $500 for it. Oh, I mean, sure. they are deliriously insane. I'm like, I am not paying more than $200 for that piece of crap. Right. Because it is really cool, but I am not going to burn money just so that I can have it first. Oh, yeah. I don't blame you. I mean, I, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I want to get one. Yeah, I, want, I wanted to get the there's the no doubt light about that, and yeah, and then the eye or whatever. But yeah, I want I want to. And I waited this a one. year before I got any of those. I waited yeah. a year before I got a DS. I waited a year before I got the DS Lite, and I was fine with that. But yeah, this one sounds really cool. It does. So. It's really really impressive. So, listeners, we have gone through a ton of stories. Yep, rapid fire. Our podcast is still only ten minutes in length. Oh wait, no, uh, hour <laughs> and ten minutes in length, but still pretty good we we've talked about a lot of cool things that we hope you guys we, we thought they were cool we hope you thought they were cool lots of stuff that you we would love to hear your opinions on if you think noah's Lo- league of legends build order sucks just yeah send in the hate mail this is what i need more psychological warfare from yeah. people who know better than me are you going to miss a claim do you think the free-to-play games suck and that only subscription games are worth your time are you excited about Playboy's games? Because <laughs> I know Jim is. <laughs> or Jason, whoever our horror lore expert was. Yeah, our horror lore. I guess it was both of them. It was both of them. Yeah. One would admit to it, one wouldn't. And then Guild Wars. What the hell? Yeah, 6.5 million. When I first read them, I'm like, wow, that's half of World of Warcraft. Yeah. Then I'm like, wait, that's not unique users. That's like Sony saying... We have 50 million free realms people sign up. Like, are they playing still? Yeah. Oh, no. Not anymore. But still, it's still an impressive number. It yeah, is an def- impressive number. definitely. That's a lot lot of product sold. And do you think, do you spend more and more of your time on iPhones and iPod touches? Does that meet your gaming needs? If so, what the fuck are you playing? It's so fun. Yeah, I please tell us. Yet. We want to know. We do not believe. And do you want to predict what Valve's big three surprises are? There's been no shortage of predictions on the internet. Sure, we'd enjoy to hear what you think. Half-Life 3. You can send your comments on any of that or something totally different if you want to talk about going rogue. Rouge. Or have you finally tried League of Legends because we've just talked you into submission? Tell us. Have <laughs> we talked you into submission? Yes, One of please. our listeners responded to the Galio post saying, all right, fine, I'm going to download this damn game. Oh, that's cool. I can't remember. I, I, I can see his avatar in my face, the, in my, his, his face in my mind. We'll have to see if he played it or not yeah write us and let us know mail at channelmassive.com yes we're still spelling it that way someday it may change yeah or twitter yeah or, that's or right. the facebook group yeah tell us however you'd like to communicate with us thank you very uh, very much to patrick for writing us and we hope you liked this episode and we'll be back next week in 140 140 wow